0: 702 on 92.7 and 106
1: FM streaming on 702.co.za the 702 app and on TSTV channel 856.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Midday Report. It's five minutes past 12. My name is T.D. Madia standing in for Mandy. We now be with you this week. And as I said, again, next week, lots coming up on the show. We will start in KZN where people are still missing. Several people are still missing following that Christmas Eve flash floods uh, in the province. Playwright and musician Bungening Gamma has died. Lots of tributes coming in on that, so we'll take a few of those. The Patriotic Alliance, that's the PA, has booted out Bunginko Si Kanye. This after, he had a photo op with former president Jacob Zuma's MK party. Contra Lesa is also concerned about the constant trend that we're seeing of teenage mothers. This is after over 145 five young teens also birthed uh, newborns, birthed babies on Christmas Day and I believe there will be fireworks on display at the waterfront this weekend. We'll also look back at the year. How have coalitions fared and what do you expect? What should you expect ahead of next year? And we'll also chat to our reporters at EWN about their year on the field. Some of their top stories, the most memorable stories that they've covered this year. You can also share your views on the top stories, on coalitions, on what's happening in Ladysmith, on Bungay. Game the patriotic alliance whatever's on your mind let's talk about it send a whatsapp or a voice note 072 702 1702 567 1567 walking this talk together
0: every hour every day this is
2: 702
0: let's walk the talk
2: as i said we do start in the province of kwazulu natal the KZN government has not only extended its condolences to families who've lost their loved ones following the floods across parts of the province, it's also pledged to assist them, assist the families of the victims. The death toll the last time I checked was about seven in Ladysmith, and then I heard that at least 11 people were missing. I want to bring on now Sboni Somgati from the Disaster Management in KZN. He joins me the land, on the line. Sboni, so thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon and welcome to the show.
1: Uh, good afternoon, and good
2: afternoon to your listeners. So, so let's start with the figures. I last heard that around Lady Smith, had maybe six fatalities and one outside of it. But there seems to be um, different numbers, contradicting numbers that are saying that there's 11 people who have been found um, deceased across the province. Can I just get a tally of the numbers as you understand it?
1: Yeah, well, I think the, the 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 number of like 11 people that uh, include all people that have passed away during this summer or rain season in the province, but also that number is uh, like 17 people. You really recall that uh, in October we had uh, some damages in the area of Mutubatuba. Other fatalities were reported in Mo to escort as well as there was a student that was struck by lightning in Durban and there was also another person that was also struck by lightning in the area of a temporary township that is Ken Koneer Dandy so in that consolidated this put us on 17 people that have been confirmed to have passed away since October since we experienced rain in this province so I think I need to clarify that but Uh, In the area of Ladysmith or in the incidents that were reported over the Christmas weekend, uh, the number remains at seven, which is six six confirmed in Ladysmith. And then there's another one of the separate incidents that uh, happened in the area of Mandani in the north coast.
2: And in terms of the people that you're searching for, the people who are missing, I saw a report not too long ago, a few minutes ago really, saying that a body had been discovered. Um, in terms of those who are still missing, um, do you know how many you're looking for? How many have been reported to have been having been washed away?
1: Well, in, uh, in, in, uh, I would have loved to confirm that right now with you, but in terms of our procedure, we work with the police. where We need to record that and they give us information once they've confirmed everything. But I can confirm, I can tell you that we'll confirm that because once all uh, the procedure that we normally follow uh, before we update our statistics has been followed. But I can uh, tell that our uh, search and rescue teams are on the ground. They've been on the ground since uh, uh, the Christmas day uh, searching for uh, these uh, 11 people that are still missing in the area of ladies that were swept away. Uh, by when the river bank collapsed. So we are still continuing searching uh, for, for for those people.
2: I understand that the search had been made difficult by the weather itself. I saw some footage. It looks like it's led up slightly. Um, the difficulty in trying to conduct a search and risk, uh, recover or rescue those you can was made difficult by the weather. Is that correct? Just how difficult has it been trying to assist the communities that have been affected?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, this has been one of uh, the challenges that our search and rescue teams are facing. You recall that in the area of Mandemi when the when the, 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 the body of an eight-year-old was discovered, uh, the search and rescue team had to halt the search at about midday because it was raining and the water levels were very high in the nearby river. Also, in the area of Lady Smith, we also experiencing the same thing. Even though today we haven't received much rains, but uh, more rain are expected in the coming days, uh, particularly on the weekend. So, we are also worried that uh, if more rain comes uh, while we have not uh, discovered these people, it will put more pressure. It, it will make things more difficult. However, uh, the 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 MBC for uh, corporate governance and traditional affairs bank was Charlie made a call to the cabinet maybe to bring more. Or, uh, capacity on the ground so that we speed up and we intensify uh, strong the search and rescue tool so that maybe by the weekend we will have maybe the positive results uh, going forward.
2: Also, oh, just so I, I get understand, it, so the MEC has already requested for help from Cabinet because I was wondering whether or not the search and rescue required more reinforcement, more capacity beyond KZN and, and whether or not you had appealed to national government. So you are saying a call has been made for help.
1: Yes, definitely. And also the Priva has also uh, been uh, actively uh, engaging with the disaster team and her cabinet in the province uh, to look closely into the matter of latest So the government will do all in its powers to ensure that uh, we maximize all the search and rescue and then we intensify the team on the ground to ensure that we uh, give a satisfaction although also to the families. It is a very sad moment to see them also going to the banks, the river banks, with the hopes that the teams will find something.
2: And just before I let you go, you are worried about more rains coming in terms of warning communities that are along river banks and low-lying areas. How's that communication, that warning process going? Because I think part of the hurdle, or struggle rather, has been when you call for people to move to higher ground, they don't necessarily heed the call as they do so. If you're predicting more rains and you're concerned about more rains, I imagine that there are areas across the province that you're watching with some concern.
1: Yeah, definitely. This is a call that we've been uh, making to our people. also making to... uh, uh, traditional leaders in donor who are responsible for allocation of sites. Uh, we also uh, talk to the municipalities uh, with, like, uh, they also warn people to when they invade land, they must be careful because some of the land were left uh, and, uh, and developed simply because they are in a low-lying area. So if you build your house there, you put yourself in a high risk of flooding. So, when we receive these warnings, we what we normally call is for people just to leave your house and move to a safer place, because the priority is, is to save a human life. Well, it is also very sad when you see uh, people's houses flooded, people lose uh, valuable things, but it can never be compared to a human life. So we mostly plead with them to move on the higher ground when these rains are coming.
2: Uh, thank you so much. That's Sponisa Samgati, who speaks for disaster management in KZN saying that they are worried about more rains coming. There have been so many devastating stories from those floods that happened, the flash floods that happened that took place I think on Christmas Eve there. I've heard a few of those stories by EWN's Oren Singh where a mother's life has literally been turned upside down after losing her daughter while her son and husband remain missing. As I was coming down to the studios I heard a body has been found and the suspicion was that this might be the husband so you also hear about a family where nine members of one family have gone missing after their backy was swept away by the heavy rains there's a lot of devastating stories that are coming out of kzn from these floods i think you'll see some of those on ewn.co.za
0: your voice
2: your station
0: let's walk the talk 702
2: 702 I think it's fair, I think it's accurate to describe Gamma as a pioneer, a playwright, a musician whose work catapulted him into the onto the global stage. His family says he died in a car accident on Wednesday evening near Lusikisiki in the Eastern Cape. From what I understand, police are investigating a case of culpable ha- homicide. There are lots and lots of tributes that are pouring in, but the difficulty, I think, when someone of this magnitude or someone so complex, and I, I use the phrase complex because... I'm not sure of what phrase would be ideal in describing somebody like Mbongen Gaining Gemma. But when somebody like this passes, I usually grapple with how to contextualize them. Think about... Chief the Prince Sutubuteles. It was difficult to try and figure out how do you explain such a character. But I also always argue, and I've said it before, to the dead we owe the truth, and that's just that. So when it comes to somebody like Gamma, I'm more than happy and willing to accept that, yes, this man is a pioneer. This man was incredibly gifted. But I think what's also missing in the conversation is that Mbongenigema was somebody who was known as an abuser. He was seen as a womanizer, and to a large degree, an argument can be made that he groomed the lady to Kumalo when they met he himself has confessed to being an abuser so that stain on his legacy remains and maybe it's not something that people want to talk about now but it is something that has been in my head over and over again when his name came up from the time i heard about the accident last night i've been going back and forth about how do you contextualize somebody like this because what you also can't take away is who he is when they call him a pioneer they're very accurate in i delivered many productions but to many he'll of course always be remembered for sarafina take a listen night, Serafina?
3: In bed. In bed, eh? Not running around the streets and burning the schools, eh? They burned the school? Oh! They burned the school? And where were you? In bed? <laughs> I can imagine. A <laughs> little smile for me, Sarafina. I'm on How many people prepare? How? fun. Oh man, just a little bit. Nobody will know. Oh baby, baby, baby! Oh Serafina? Oh. That's right. Let's go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Sarafina, beautiful mama, pretty thing, baby. <laughs> Put Jabu down. Hey, hey, take it easy. Why don't you take out your shambok and beat me? Did I ever hurt you? Leave me alone. Oh, baby, when did I ever give you anything but sweet words? Jabu, go back to the others. You know what? If I was a man, I would kill you. Me? Why kill me? Everybody loves Sabella. Except the trash in the streets. You see, I away the streets for you, sweetheart. I make the streets clean for you so you can walk so pretty.
2: Our day will come.
3: Sure it will. But we will be needing policemen. You see, everybody needs policemen.
2: Not dead like you.
3: Oh, so I'm the bad man, am I? I was that here, you be the policeman. You beat me, okay? Come on, go ahead. Those kids burning the schools, you let them go free. Those kids driving the stores out of business, you let them go free too. Those mobs running around the streets, looting and killing, let them go free. Be the policeman. I'm the bad man. Okay, beat me. Come on. <laughs> you need me, Princess. You need me.
2: That is the voice of the iconic Mbongeni Gamma, there with Lelitu Kumalo, who played the character of Sarafina in a, in a movie titled, film titled Sarafina. Really, a, a story, if you may, the telling of the June 1976 uprising. And it's one that still sends shivers down, at least my back, when I think about where this com- country comes from and what that moment meant telling the story of Sarafina. I'm joined now by Sports, Arts and Culture Minister Zizi Kota to speak a little bit about the legacy of Mbongeni. Zizi, thank you for making time for us. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon.
4: Thank you very much for having me.
2: Zizi, you've had a difficult year as sports and arts minister where yet again in December you now find yourself having to speak about another artist uh, passing on.
4: It's been good and bad times in 2023. Um, it's been good times from a point of view of a number of sporting codes that have really done Uh, made us proud as a country, but there's been bad times. Not so long ago we buried uh, Zahara, yet last night. We received another devastating news on the passing of this, uh, the icon of theater in South Africa who took South African theater to the global stage to amplify and tell the story of an oppressed people in the early days before our democratic dispensation. We honor him and I think for his contribution we thank him for what he has done for South Africa and using art to tell the story. And therefore, we lost a veteran. We have lost a veteran and a stalwart of the liberation struggle against apartheid.
2: You know, I was saying just before you came on that I personally struggle with contextualizing people like and Gamma. You recognize this greatness of a man's legacy, but you also realize that he's just another man and he's fallible and he's got his fault lines. I think he himself had said he's not holy. You know, he's admitted to certain things, was a self-confessed abuser as well. When you think about his legacy, on top of everything that else that you've just said now, Zizi, what do you want South Africans to take away from who he was? And again, you spoke now highly of his contributions to this country,
4: well, I think from the, uh, the creative and cultural sector point of view, it's important to recognize that the liberation of this country, what brought about it the South Africa of today, is not just people who went to Robben Island, who went to Zambia, and so on. There are others, too, who might not have gone, but who have played a very important part. Like I say, he's an icon of South African theater. He took the theater of South Africa to the global stage. We hear stories that when he performed... Somewhere in the US, telling a South African story, amplifying the conditions of where he comes, of his motherland, the audience will, will cry. People will say, We want more when he leaves the stage. Because it's a South Africa that they read about, but when they see someone from South Africa like him, we thank him for that. Because it's only then that the entire globe, through the United Nations, took a decision to isolate South Africa. Because it was the works of people like him and many others who contributed to our liberation. It is that work that continues to define him uh, as as he passed untimely last night.
2: And then in terms of um, his burial, I imagine you've been in communication with his family. Is there any idea yet what needs to unfold over the coming days? Or are they still in the planning processes, planning stages? Not yet. I mean, such
4: matters, we allow the the family to lead. It will be be premature for anybody. Like I said, we lost a veteran um of the liberation struggle and i think we will still respect the family uh, in terms of its wishes and how they would want it to be sent what is what, what kind of a dignified sense of don't want in of the, on, and also recognizing his contribution to the liberation struggle
2: i right, thank you so much that sports arts and culture minister zizi kota paying you. tribute there ungening who passed on last night, 868, 68 in a car accident coming from Lusikisi in the Lusikisiki area. as I said, the police apparently are going to be looking into a culpable homicide matter it was a head-on collision with a truck from what I understand.: your voice your station let's
0: walk the talk 702.: 702.
2: 702. So over the long festive weekend, videos of former President Jacob Zuma in his MK Party golf shirt appeared. He was visiting a Chisanyama somewhere in KZN at one point he was seen with Fismas Fall activist and Patriotic Alliance youth leader and its premier candidate in KZN from what I understand Kanyile did address some of the people gathered at the Chisanyama then there were rumors that he ditched the PA for the MK party Kanyile himself coming on saying no that's not true Um, that's not true And, and a statement an apology really appearing on the PA social media accounts yesterday saying no it's a misunderstanding he's not joining Jacob Zuma's outfit then before midnight i was sitting with a statement from the pa that was announcing that a decision had been taken to expel him from the party a lot of the questions are what processes followed how did the pa make this decision so abruptly following an apology i'm joined now by pa deputy president kenny kunene to dissect this story kenny good afternoon welcome to the show
5: uh good afternoon city and uh, thank you for having me
2: kenny to us as outsiders it almost feels like this was a minor transgression appearing alongside somebody from another political party if anything one would have said maybe a small and a sanction but to completely give him the boots from the party how does the pa explain that rationale behind expelling him
5: um uh you see the uh, decisiveness is very important in leadership uh too much democracy uh, Is what destroys most parties. Uh, The fact of the matter is, the 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 the, the actions of Pauling were were treasonous. Number one, he took members of the party who were wearing the regalia of Patriotic Alliance, went to an event of another political party where t-shirts of that party were worn. Uh, he then went to address that party uh, that gathering. And members of PA are there. So he is creating a link between PA and Umkonto, which is not there. So that uh, in itself, it's a dismissal offense. Number two, he goes to address this particular event. Uh, that too is is, is is a dismissal offense. So we don't have time for people who have spread legs, uh, who don't know where they are. It's either you are a patriot, you are in the Patriotic Alliance or you are out. Uh, re- remember that I recruited Boingyungkosi Kanile to the Patriotic Alliance. Uh, he did not even want to go back into politics. I convinced him to go back into politics. I traveled South Africa with him, recruiting him, giving him the manifesto of the PA. I've addressed even uh, technicons with him uh, in KZN, in in in, 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 Choubek, in Gauteng, in Nepopo. So... It, 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 I liked the boy, and I believe that he is. He would make a, he would make a good leader with the right mentorship that we're giving him. Uh, however, what he did was a betrayal of trust and confidence that we have in him, uh, especially myself mm. and the president of the PA. So we, 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 we noted his his apology, but that being said, we have to make a decisive uh we a decisive uh action okay uh, so that even other members of the party understand that we are not playing marbles here. <clears throat>
2: So, Kenny, while, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, clear while you clear your throat, hold on. While you clear your throat, very quickly, in just a few seconds, really. What do you then yeah. say to the the criticism that it's cult-like behavior? I listen to you saying that there's too much democracy in parties. What are you saying to people who are trying to consider the PA when you say that actually you don't want to allow democracy in your party to some degree? And the fact that this does feel cult-like. You have taken a decision. I hear your your, your, your rationale, but the swiftness of it all... And what it does feel like you make the decision, you go along with it, there are no procedures. Because even if he's in the wrong, there should be procedures and there must be room for him to appeal your decision. Uh, there are matters that can have procedure.
5: There are matters, the evidence is there. He has accepted, the evidence is there, he has accepted that he was there. He has given the reasons of him being there. Why should we have a disciplinary process? Why should we waste time? Uh, When we are facing elections, why should we waste time and resources on something that we have a clear uh, indication of what is happening? So as a leader, you must be decisive. And and, and it doesn't mean that uh, when there are no processes, you are disrespecting democracy. No, you are showing leadership. In the PA, we do not have conferences. We we deploy people based on the work that they are doing in the Patriotic Alliance, including himself. He was deployed as the president of the youth. He was deployed as the premier candidate of KZN. There was no conference. So uh, when democracy does not happen, when people are deployed, it's okay. But when democracy doesn't happen, when they are in the wrong then it must be wrong. This is how we are running this party. Our people trust our leadership. Our people trust that every decision that the president and myself make, it is in the best interest of the party. Can and he... that is what our leader, our members uh, like about us, and that's why that's why they are following us, and that's why we are growing.
2: Kenny, is there room for an appeal for Boni Kosekanyi?
5: There is no room for an appeal. Uh, the highest. Uh, the, 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 the most senior leaders of the party have made a decision. Uh, so where do you appeal to? You can appeal to, to anyone. Yes, we've had disciplinary process that has happened. Uh, when people are found guilty, they are not happy, they bring it to the deputy president, they appeal to the office of the deputy president, and we take those appeals forward. But in this instance, the president and the deputy president made a decision and made their call so there's no one to appeal to so there is no room for for appeal as i'm saying what he has done is treason we can never allow such such actions to even to to even show their tail or their head we have to chop them at the earliest possible time otherwise we will be you replace with this type of politics when uh, do you replace him time. as a
2: candidate when do you replace him as a youth leader and a candidate in kisaran
5: the youth leader has already been replaced uh, last night when the president did a life uh, we replaced with a, a young lady from george uh, who 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 has been part of the youth leadership we have just now elevated her to be uh, the, the, the the president of the youth uh, she was the the, the 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 deputy secretary of the youth. And Premier she candidate is now the president of of the youth. The premier candidate. We are still consulting with our members okay. in KZN and see who will be a suitable person to then become the premier candidate.
2: All right. Thank you so much. That's P A Deputy Salut. President. That's PA Deputy President Kenny Kunene saying that they're done. They've cut the tail. They're not going back as far as go see si, Kanyile is concerned. Your voice.
0: Your station. Let's walk the talk.
2: 7.02.
0: 7.02. Very good afternoon, CD, CD uh, the
4: Kenny Kunene party, they, they've done the right thing. It, it can't be that you have members who go into other political party to really <laughs> speak on that political party's platform without a mandate from their own mm, 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 party. It can be you, you looking at Zuma going to, to start a political party, but still being a member of ANC where they are unable to take a decision just to expel him, expel him from the ANC. You cannot nest such kind of
0: behavior. Good day, Tsiri. Uh, uh, um, I hope you had uh, like a like Christmas. I'm just listening to uh, what uh, the deputy president of the uh, Patriotic Alliance is saying regarding Kanye. Uh, I think this was an irrational decision from what we have just uh, uh, outlined. Uh, they sent a statement of apology and the, the next thing they fire him. I think it was uh, people with hot heads, maybe drunk over Christmas. And I think it, it was uh, an irrational decision. And uh, let me take also this opportunity to say I to Babu Bungeningam, it was a legendary theater in the South African space. I hope they give him a dignified burial. Thank you so much, Sid.
2: Thank you so much for your voice notes. Very mixed reviews around the Patriotic Alliance and I'm sure that will remain the case. I see other people saying that but those two are dictators. I mean the highest you couldn't even say what the structure was with it was just them. Another story that caught my attention that I think is worth paying attention to is that Limpopo-based freelance journalist Tomong Khadima was arrested in the fetaho Tuwata municipality. Now this photographer was spent Christmas in jail for taking pictures of what I think were illegal connections around the mayor's house. they accused this photographer of trespassing. Um, They said, yeah, he trespassed Mayla's property. They're saying this is not the case. I see Sanef is raising concern about this. The photographer was also denied bail. There's also reports that the photographer was threatened previously by the mayor. So there's quite a lot. And I think it's a story that will unfold. This is a freelance photographer for Sunday World. That is very concerning. If journalists cannot do their jobs in this country, we should be very, very afraid, especially because we're approaching elections. Walking this talk together. Every hour. Every day. This is 702.
0: Let's walk the talk.
2: You might have heard in the morning, I think Ray White was speaking to Foster Makhale from the Department of Health. More than 145 teenagers also delivered babies on Christmas Day, with a 15 year old from Limpopo included in that tally. This, of course, is cause for concern, and the National Department of Health says we should all, as a nation, be very worried. Now, Controlesa, the Congress of Traditional Leaders is one of south africa is one such organization that's raising concerns we are joined now by hoshi matupa mukwena from contralesa thank you so much for your time welcome to the show now contralesa has also raised its concern let's first start with your sense of the situation that we're dealing with with over 100 teenagers also becoming mothers uh, last week
6: thank madam thanks for having me yes as contralesa we are saying what kind of a country are we where we celebrate some um, uh, some cheap and unethical behavior by our young girls? And this was supposed to be a concern by all of us. We watched with uh, amazement and horror when some nurses and some MECs were celebrating when that 15-year-old give, gave birth to uh, another baby. As I was saying, it cannot be. What kind of a society are we if we celebrate this kind of a thing? This must be a worrying uh, matter for our government and even the Department of Social Welfare and Health. And all of us as leaders to say, what kind of a country have we become where we celebrate when some immoral behaviour are being uh, done by some of our kids? But and I don't know. Contra- Hold on, Hoshi. The- I'm
2: not sure if there's a mm. celebration. I think there is concern. I just want to cut in there because you speak about what government ought to do. Should you not be looking at what we ought to all do as a collective, including our traditional leaders such as yourselves as Contralesa?
6: Tzede, uh, my dear, please, please bear with me. We are saying, I am. I watched... TV and I saw those MECs celebrating, even kissing that young girl who gave birth to another baby. What kind of uh, a, a, a leader are, are we breeding here? As CD, there's no way we're going to be apologetic about this. We're saying this is immoral. All we can say now, we're saying to our government, with all the resources that they're having why can't we go on, on a campaign on educating our kids on this thing? I know the society is divided on uh, sexual education, but uh, something must be done. We can't leave it as it is, Siri, and say, no, it's uh, business as usual. Fair. This is not on my, my, my leader.
2: But, but also, Hoshi, then we can't necessarily punish them. Because the other thing that's happening in our country is that if it's underage young girls chances are there's older men who are coercing them chances are we have this problem that we talk about we talk about gender based violence we talk about men who groom young children all the time chances are some of these teenagers are not there of their own making the the the, the images that you speak of with mcs kissing kissing young girls who have become mothers, what do you what would you rather have them do in a public space now that the, the baby's there what would you have rather than rather do because what you're sounding like is you're disgusted by what you saw which i can accept and i'm taking issue with that by the way because i'm saying to you what do we then do because now the baby's there there is a question of sex education there's a question of educating better i hear you speak about the campaigns as well but i also don't know if we must punish young girls who end up in the situation that they are in. I think we need to better understand how they end up there. I think we better hold, we've got to hold our men more responsible as well. I don't know if I'm making sense.
6: Today, I, I agree with you that uh, the baby is there. There's nothing we can do. But where does it start? It starts with us as parents, as leaders, as all those who are living in our spaces where we, 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 we were given platforms. We are saying the department was supposed to go on a vigorous campaign and make sure that we educate our young girls to say, please, let's abstain until the right time. Yes, I fully agree with you. Some of these uh, young girls innocently, they are being um, ambushed by some, by some of the elders. Violated, some yes. El- el- elder men, you know, who, is, who entice them by promising them some other things and so on. And the poor girls will fall for it. And we're saying, let's condemn all those kind of, of behaviors. As contrary as I was saying, this cannot be uh, tolerated, this cannot be allowed. But again, our leaders in, in departments like MECs, ministers, and so on, please don't decorate this wrongdoing by our kids as if it, it, it's a good thing to do. When you kiss this young young girl of 15 years to say, Well done, my girl, thank you, you brought us a baby here. What kind of message are you saying to this girl?
2: Okay, I'm going to do, the- do it again. All right, thank you so much for your time. That's Hoshima Tupamukwena from Controless. I was speaking out about what he's seen as young teenagers, at least young girls, over a hundred of them, also deliver babies, saying that he's seen MECs kissing them and saying, well done, my girls." saying that there's nothing to celebrate, that we ought to do better as a society. Because this journey is better taken together.
6: Let's walk the talk. 702.
2: Some residents in the Twani area, I believe, have been experiencing water problems. Let's get an update from the city itself. I'm joined now by MMC Offense Mazabatela. Thank you so much for your time, MMC. Um, let's speak first speak about the extent of the problem itself. How long have some residents been without water and how widespread is the issue?
7: Uh, afternoon, at City. Um the situation in refuel Extension 9 and 10 is a situation where we relocated people when we removed them from unsuitable or undevelopable developable land. And the aim was to put them in an area where we can develop the area. We have since, as a city, been able to um, reticulate, uh, lay pipes for water as well as for sewer. We have built a reservoir which is now complete. We have received the certificate of completion. And uh, we have also built two sewer pump stations um, with the aim of saying that by the 15th of December, which is the, about two weeks ago, we would have completed this work and people would be having water as we speak through the taps. Unfortunately, that was not to be because the project had its own um, hiccups, uh, but it's something that we are working on and we are working together with ESCOM because the area does not have electricity, so we are electrifying um, the two sewer pump stations which is the last thing that is left so currently the project is 95 percent complete after we connect electricity to these power um, uh sewer pump stations we will be able to commission the reservoir and people will have water on the taps. but currently Mm. we are providing water through water tankers and we have also provided mobile toilets in the area which we clean on a regular basis
2: Okay, you've answered two questions that I wanted to know about, the mobile toilets as well as the water tankers. How long will it take to then complete the project? You say it's 95% done, you're electrifying yeah. it. What are your timelines? What is your estimate now?
7: Our estimate now, uh, as, as I just um, got on the call, I just spoke to uh, the project manager. She tells me that uh, by the end of January, um, the taps will be having water on them and people will be having water. All
2: right, thank you so much. That's uh, twenty human settlement mmc offense matshabathela speaking about the water rest- water problems in areas of twani in refile specifically saying that they are making provisions with water tankers and mobile toilets but the people will have water by the end of january 2024 we must revisit that story your voice your station
0: let's walk the talk 702
2: 702 so the police have had their hands full throughout this festive season. I don't know if you've noticed in Gauteng specifically, they've had multiple uh, safety campaigns happening. Operation Chanela, if I'm correct. I think it's happened in the West End. I know it was happening around Boxburg not too long ago. And today it's happening in Tuani. That's where we found EWN reporter Tabiso Goba. Tabiso, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you for your time. Let's speak about where Lieutenant General Mawela is today and what they're doing with their, with their campaign what hoping to achieve today
0: good afternoon cd well i'm, I'm speaking to you now from uh decolobing informal settlement um this is an informal settlement in the north side of pretoria and um something very interesting has happened here at cd um the police have discovered a dead body of an adult male um uh, so it was discovered in a shack um, and, um, obviously, there's, we've spoken to some residents, and residents have said that, um, this body, they've been reporting this body, um, since uh, about 24 hours ago. Um, obviously, police have not come here. And, um, so obviously, now that police are here, um, uh, you know, they've discovered this body, and now an inquest docket is going to be done to find out exactly what has happened. Um, but this is obviously just one incident, CD. The police have, Done a number of roadblocks, and they are in vis- visiting informal settlement. This is the first informal settlement that they visited today. Most of the operations were just um, roadblocks, and in those roadblocks, um, Elias Mawela has told us that you know, around, roughly around. 900 people have been arrested for various offenses, much of them being undocumented migrants, some of them being a known or wanted suspects, um, and um, obviously uh, drunk driving um, among that. I did speak to Mawela around obviously what are the patterns he's seeing here in Gauteng, especially because Gauteng is a province where a lot of people actually go out of Gauteng during this period. So it was very interesting where he said that while there is less population here in Gauteng than there is um, during the rest of the year, the crime rate is still not gone down. And this is what he had to say in terms of what kinds of crime are very much prevalent in the province during this period. But robbery aggravating, it remains a concern
5: for me. Uh, you know, they target the malls, they target the houses. Because some of the houses, uh, uh, you find that they are vacant, or maybe it's only one person being left there to can protect that house. They come, they think there's nobody. When they get there, there's somebody. The person gets killed, if it's a woman, get raped and so forth. So we have those kind of things, and of which it's a, it's a big worry for us. Hi, J Kings. You know, from January to January, that's the problem which we are seated with. You know, it's because of people, they are in their festive mood, they are relaxing, they are not worried about the environment, the suspicious people, and they are easily being targeted.
2: That's the voice of Lieutenant General Mawela, Khauteng Police Commissioner, who was speaking to EWN reporter Tabiso Sokoba, the out and so on and saying that they discovered a dead body. Community members have been talking about that dead body. But also very interesting to hear that the crime rate has not dipped as people have left the province. No, crime of opportunity, that's what happens in festive season. People, criminals, also take advantage of this period. Walking this
0: talk together. Every hour. Every day.
2: every
4: day. This is 702. Let's walk the talk. Good afternoon, Siri. Um, I think this is dictatorship from the PA. Same, same, same as um, what is happening in the EFF. I think these parties um, <laughs> will just fall apart. People won't take this for long. Tunzi Mushake.
6: Good afternoon, 702 lenders. You know, for me, I think there must only be two parties. ANC and DA. And that's how we must arrange these things. Win or lose. That's all. If we can do something like this, like in America, there's only two parties. There's no 110 parties. Now there's another extra party coming with with Jacob Zuma's party. I mean, where are we going to go now? Tomorrow there will be another party than before, before the election. No, man, let's just do two parties and that's all. Mark from Park.
2: Thank you so much for all your voice notes, Mark. I don't know if we want to just have an option out of two we've got too many options but i don't know if two is satisfactory um and in a way they're creating themselves into blocks by the way you're finding a, a a liberal block on the one side and a leftist block maybe on the other so we'll see what happens ultimately they'll come together and maybe your vision will be what we end up with uh what i'm concerned about are coalitions and that's what we're going to talk about in a few seconds with professor kiriboni paco Walking this talk together.
0: Every hour. Every day. This is 702. Let's walk the talk.
2: So, coalitions are not necessarily a new thing, but they became a big part of our dialogue in 2016, and even bigger over the past uh, few years following the uh, local government elections in 2021. I... Cannot tell you as a journalist how difficult it is to deal with the metros and Gauteng because you never actually know what's happening, if they're coming or going. So I want to look a little bit at where we come from with that and to try and figure out what is possible as we head towards elections. Joining me for this, for this discussion is Professor Kiriwoni Paho of the Northwest University. Professor, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, to the, and good afternoon to the listeners. Let's very quickly start with your sense of how the Hong municipalities have managed to run themselves with the different parties, particularly with a focus on Gauteng's metros.
4: Yes, thanks, Titi. I think it's quite an important uh, topic, uh, as you know, that these are uh, major uh, municipal centers in the country, and they carry a lot of uh, citizen service delivery, finances. So in, indeed, we need to focus uh, on 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 them, and have this kind of conversations. But what we know is that um, as uh, for uh, the previous elections, they actually came to. This particular point in time and the problem has always been how can political parties work together to make these metros functional? I think that is the, for me the most important uh, element of really uh, uh, that needs mm. a lot of attention that we should be finding one another as citizens but uh, much more as uh, politicians who are Active in these uh, different networks
2: and culture, Prof. The argument that they lack the necessary maturity to manage coalitions is that also the sense that you see that they cannot put the interest of the citizens ahead of their personal interests as political parties.
4: Yes, I think I maybe to some extent one can understand that uh, perhaps the politicians and political parties themselves were never really ready or have not put their heads around this reality. But I think this, this should really serve as the basis for our politics going forward, that we are in the era of collisions in the municipalities, in the uh, provinces, and of course we are anticipating the same for the national government. So I think it is a reality that we are facing, and indeed we need leaders that would then rise to the occasion. That what is the interest of the citizen? What would be in the best interest of these um, uh, uh, municipalities, and employees, and, and and their citizens? So that we actually don't go there and uh, do politicking instead of really focusing on what would make uh, 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 development much more meaningful to our
2: people. Mm. How do you think they'd learn from do you think they're even capable, really? Let me start there. Uh, this is my last question to you. Do you think they're capable of learning from the past few months the past year in order to shape how next year goes? Because already there are predictions that you're looking at I think an interesting mm. free state might actually come out following the elections. Do you think they've learned the necessary lessons they're capable of trying to manage these better when it comes to provincial government at least?
4: Yes, so clearly in terms of what we have seen and what we continue to see in the municipality tells us that we still have a lot of work to do to uh, impress upon our politicians that it is in the best interest of the citizens that they work together. But I think what It seems to be coming up for the national government and for the provinces uh, with regard to the general elections next is that they are trying to legislate. I think there's a bill that is currently uh, being processed that should help us to really uh, manage. Uh, those coalitions at that uh, at the province and national government better.
2: Alright, thank you so much. That's Professor Kidibone Pako from the University of the Northwest speaking about coalitions. We've been dealing with them. Expect to deal with them a little bit more following 2024's elections. Because this journey is better taken together.
0: Let's walk the talk.
6: 702.
2: I did say I want to highlight some of the work done by my colleagues at EWN throughout the year. With me in studio now is Benedict Wicks. Benedette, thank you for joining me. Looking back at some of your stories. Former President Jacob Zuma has not remained out of the spotlight. In fact, on a political space, we're still talking about him as the year unwinds. But in the courts, he also remains a factor, doesn't he?
8: Absolutely, Tziri. Um, This year, it's kind of been a year of a lot happening in the courts with the former president and really nothing happening at all at the same time. So if we have no a look... Movement. <laughs> no yes. movement. If we have a look at the arms deal corruption case, look, that hasn't really gotten any further. Um, it kind of stalled in May 2021 when he raised that special plea. Since then, he's been to and froing with the courts, um, essentially really trying to get the case quashed. Um, in terms of the private prosecutions that he had launched against the current president, Sora Maposa, at the end of last year and against um, state advocates Billy Downer and Karen Morn. both of of those private prosecutions have been reviewed and set aside by the courts this year. Um, That said, he's also still trying to appeal that. So there's a bunch of litigation that's still going on. What are you expecting to see come 2024 with him in the courts? Well, we are expecting the private prosecution issues both ultimately to land up in the constitutional court. Um, Once there's a final decision made on that, then hopefully we can see some sort of movement um, in terms of the arms deal corruption case. Having spoken to experts and analysts in in the field, though, they're not super optimistic about seeing anything in 2024. They think there's still going to be a lot of delaying happening in the in coming year. <laughs>
2: Stalingrad. Stalingrad. Yes. Teflon Don. You can't touch him. I don't know what to say about him. The other issue, though, is an Oscar Pistorius story.
8: Um, mm. I think you said he spent his last Christmas behind bars this year. He has. So... Um, as we know Oscar Pistorius actually applied twice for parole this year, once in March and then that application was refused on the back of a communique from the SCA which essentially said he hasn't served the requisite period yet, the minimum detention period yet. Um, he then turned to the courts and the Concord in an order handed down a few weeks back said no actually the SCA has it wrong, he is, he, he is eligible to apply um, and they did convene a hearing at the end of November and that hearing was successful so we are expecting to see him released from prison next week actually on the 5th so so that's next Friday. So that's
2: actually just around the corner, actually. And then just before I let you go in a few seconds, we still have a state capture group to this, group to that. But Mm. we had a commission of inquiry sit down. We have not seen big fish. Mm -mm. People thought we'd see arrests. We've been demanding arrests. Mm. What do you think is going to happen in that space in 2024? Any movement or, like the former president, nothing?
8: Yeah, so um, I do think that we are going to potentially see some more arrests on some more cases. Um, and we do know that the NPA is obviously the, the case against Michela Coco and the other accused in the Kusile matter um, was, uh, was dropped essentially because of undue delays, unreasonable delays. Um, but we have heard from the NPA that they are planning on reinstating that case potentially next year. I'm not sure how long that will take them. We also know that they're appealing the discharge um of the accused in the new lane case so we should see that appeal so, kind of finalized coming up this year um but really at the end of the day arrests are great seeing people in the dark is great what we, we want, want to see is convictions. convictions
2: that's what we want thank you so much that's ew and Weeks looking back at some of the stories that she's covered and doing a bit of a throw forward if you may into how these will will pan out come 2024